Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. To catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday, you can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report post-mania. We've made it back in one piece from Dallas, Texas. The guy, Chad's already, he's already feeling it. Ready to talk some WrestleMania. Guy, I, I have some coffee here. I'm ready to talk a little a little wrestling, a little whatever the hell you want to bring up today. Let's do this thing. Well, back to our current sponsors. The Dogcast father himself has graced himself on the show today. Thank you, Listen, kind sir. Welcome. Listen, I was styling and profiling Max and relaxing all the ways onto this mic right now, okay? Chad and I, we were horseback riding through wilderness, talking about mania, night one being better nice. than night two. Old Spice. <laughs> hey, you can't you can't. Well, that's the whole spice. reason we're here right now is to, nice. to talk about the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I caught the Old Spice reference there. I'm an Old Spice man myself, uh, way back before the commercials. Honestly, I, I like the Old Spice. Tonight, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to jump right into WrestleMania post-talk. What a great show. What a great show. We're already seeing that the, uh, <clears throat> I guess, the dirt sheets, if you will. They're not rating it as high as I think we are. And, uh, you know, we had some discussion Wondering, uh, is this because we were there? Are we rating it higher? I still don't think so. Josh, you you unfortunately were not there, and you still rated it pretty high. What was your ratings for the WrestleMania nights one and two? Give me a combined score as well. A combined score. You know what? If we're going on an alphabet rating, you know, I give night one a solid A minus, and I give night two a B minus. You know, so on that scale, I give I gave. But as, when I tra- when it translates over to numbers, though, I, I if you're doing an actual numbers game, I can't give it a nine out of ten. But if we're doing yeah, like a yeah. ratings wise, I think I give night one like an eight point one, and I give night two like a seven point three. Mm. You know, overall as a whole, I I would say it was a solid eight. I know that's not an equal of the two combined, but I I. I I think it was a solid B overall, which gives it an 80%. I'll go with that. It's a lot of analytics. Chad, where do you put this on your on your uh, top top WrestleManias of all time? And try not to be biased because you were there. Where do you put this one? Um, I don't know, man. Maybe number two. Maybe. As your favorite of all wow. time? Number two. That's I mean, that's pretty high. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, number two is a, is a solid number there for uh, what I saw. I mean, bringing Stone Cold Steve Austin back. Um, I, I don't put it far behind WrestleMania 17, to be honest. WrestleMania 17 being my favorite. I don't put it too far behind that. It was a good show. Good, solid uh, outing by, Russell, by uh, Stone Cold. Two nights, by the way. One thing I was a little pissed off about. I must have walked the entire arena of AT&T Stadium at least three times. Uh, searching high and low for a certain T-shirt that um, was not sold, 
in the arena, so I had to I had to order it, which I thought that was really stupid. I was looking for the eight, the uh, Austin three sixteen one with the smoking skull. Nowhere in that stinking arena was one was one being sold. I had to buy what? it online. Still, are you kidding me? That. Yeah, Stone not kidding you at all. What happened? Knowingly, he'd this be you. there two nights in a row. Didn't have mm-hmm. a three sixteen shirt. So here's let me break this down for you, Joshua. They had a Stone Cold shirt, but instead of saying the iconic Austin three sixteen, it put in red letters Dallas three sixteen, which I am only to assume that means Dallas three sixteen means we were only cool in the nineties. I'm pretty confident that that's all that means. Um, maybe dub in some drums like on that one. That was a good. That was a good hi hat there. Uh, but the Austin 316 thing did not exist. There you go. Nowhere to be found. Uh, you know the shirt he was wearing in the ring. You would think that shirt he's wearing in the ring, they would have, Wasn't they would have available? for sale. No, they had this Dallas one. I couldn't stand it. it drove me crazy. Uh, driving on the way home, I ordered it. So it's on its way. I'm excited. I spent way too much money on T-shirts. I spent way too much money on everything because everything was expensive. Driving um, on the beach. <laughs> Didn't even realize this. Let me give you another little example. I'm walking around. I had a beer. I had, a, I, I, you know, I'm like, oh, well, they're, they're selling a banquet here. I got to have a beer. $21. $21 for one beer. And I didn't even know that. I just handed on my card because there's no cash in this place. Just handed on my card. I'm <laughs> reviewing, you know, on the app. I'm reviewing my, my charges. I'm like, $21. What did I spend $21 on at the stadium? Sure shit. It's the beer. One beer, by the way. $21. They made the money Holy this weekend. Shit. They made the money this weekend. Oh yeah. Where well, do you guys put, put uh, night one, night two? I man, it was it was great. I, I I'm edging night one a little higher than night two, and I think that's just because of for me personally, it was deafening. The stone cold pop was deafening. I was going uh, to ask. I had to edge. I had how to end. wild was it? Because it. At home, it seemed oh like God. it was possibly the loudest pop ever, even over CM Punk. It, it was. Uh, it could have been the loudest pop ever. Um, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of ones that were a little better. Maybe Triple H coming back. What was that, 2001 or two when he came back from his injury? That was a pretty good pop in Madison, Madison Square Garden. Um, but, no, it was loud, man. We were all on the edge of the seat. You, you just kind of knew. People, okay, KO even got a bit of a pop. If if you're listening on the show, uh, you know, listening, you know, watching obviously WrestleMania, you probably heard in the audience when the uh, when KO's music hit, the crowd popped a little bit, but then started booing. Did you catch that, Josh? A little bit, and I wasn't sure why they were booing him. You know what I mean? Well, well, they're booing him because he's the heel, but they popped because they knew Stone Cold's coming next. That was the feeling in the arena is everybody was so excited for it. Everybody was on the edge of their seat about it. We're freaking out, ready for this thing to happen. And uh, it finally happened. Stone Cold's music hit. Man, it it was... What um, was funny is we had... It was a time warp. We were were completely confused at home. Because leading up to the WrestleMania, before the pre-show... They were launching as this was always known to be a match, right? We're watching the freaking pre-show, mm-hmm. and he goes and he like stumbles through it as he's like announcing it. And he'd be like, uh, first time in 20 years or however long it was. 
like, Stone Cold will yeah, be returning to the ring. And he's like, on the KO show, he'll be a special guest. And so Nick and I were sitting at home going, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Are they pulling this motherfucker? Is he backing out on us? So to be honest with you, we made sure we watched every really? second of WrestleMania night one. That's what, dude, I, I wrote you. I'm like, bro, are they talking about him being old? I remember that now. Show? Yeah. Yeah. And you guys were like, no, no. I'm like, dude, they didn't market it this way until the freaking night of. And I found out why. Turns out the KO show was not supposed to be the last match of the night. That wasn't supposed to, supposed to, to, to take place. And that's why Ronda Rousey got so pissed off because she was supposed to be the main event of the night. Okay. So my, and they haven't confirmed. That's why it's a, it was the KO show special guest, but there's too many things leading up to they last second. We're like, you know what? Oh, let's just announce it the night of that. He's going to be a special guest to keep the anticipation for some reason. But then they didn't tell you guys when you were there. So all the fans at home were sitting like, wait, what the hell? You know what I mean? But we we were saying Mm -hmm. he walks out with the freaking knee brace on. There's going to be a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Your shit. He walked yeah, out yeah. with the knee. Chad and I on. had the same feeling. Nick and I both locked locked eyes, and we were like, "Holy shit! Here, here we go." <laughs> it wasn't, and it wasn't just the knee brace. In fact, Chad he called it uh, as we were walking in the arena. I, I don't know if we were walking in or sitting down at that point, but we started talking about it a little bit. And uh, Chad, I mean, your absolute words to me were, "If he comes walking out in those jorts." Then we know we know shit's gonna happen tonight. And, oh uh, yeah, he did. He delivered, man. He had the jorts on. We're like, oh god, oh god. You imagine he came out in, in his uh, in his black tights. That would have been. So, I mean, like personally, that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping for the tights. I was hoping for the, the the vest. That, that's that's what I was hoping for. Uh, clearly, it didn't happen. We got the jorts. It was even better, and actually, I think it, I think it set it up a little better uh, because it kind of gave still that little bit of feeling of I don't know if they're actually going to have a match or not. And then finally, it hit, and they had a match. And it, by the way, it wasn't a barn burner of a match. They played all the Stone Cold's hits, but my God, did Kevin Owens not sell his ass off? That was just Dude. Kevin Owens. I hope he got a nice fat check for that. Nick and I were saying that the whole time. We were like, KO is the perfect person for this match. Not only is Stone Cold his idol, 100%. and that's his dream match, they, they gave him the mm-hmm. main event against Stone Cold in his last match in the hometown with your favorite person, and they knew KO could sell it. You know what I mean? Stone Cold, yeah. there is a yeah. bit of a theatric to his wrestling style. and You kind of got a glimpse of it because they've kind of went away from that stylization of wrestling. But back when he used to, to wrestle, yeah. you it was like known that no matter what the stupid ass move was that he was getting ready to pull off, they were gonna oversell it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And dude, KO sells. Yeah, yeah. I hope they no, sell some merch. He does. It was a <laughs> Well, I was kind of teasing Chad a little bit, because that night you're Remember, Chad, you were wearing your, your KO shirt there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just look over at him because there there was a moment there where I don't know why I thought this, but maybe it was because KO was selling so well. But when KO started getting his, uh, his up and comings, there was a moment I thought KO might win this thing. 
they may switch this around and like there was set a this place where on I fire. I thought the same thing. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, right, okay, so you had the same feeling. Oh man, yeah. So about two minutes, three minutes before the match got over, and KO was yep. like pulling yep. off moves. I was starting to get worried. I'm like, oh, shit. Are they doing an, an Undertaker like I'm putting you over as his last match? Yes. Because if that happened, I was like, they're not getting to their hotel. That fucking arena is going to burn down. There's not well, going to be in so, that. So, so, Fuck. So when I had that same feeling, <laughs> I look over at Chad and I'm like, dude, um, if K over, KO wins this match, you're going to want to change that shirt pretty damn quick so we can get out of this arena. You just and, rip uh, it off. I, I don't know. How close were Hulk you, Chad? Hogan to... shirts underneath. <laughs> You're like, shh. Exactly. No one will notice. <laughs> no one will notice. How close were you, Chad, to, to going and putting another shirt on? I wasn't. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. You're were, you were, you were just going to ride it out. I didn't think uh, didn't Kevin care. was going to win at all. 77,000 people. No, Kevin had no chance. I had a moment there, man. No, I never had any doubt about it. No chance in Dude, hell. Dude, I have a KO shirt that I wear. And uh, if I would have went with you guys knowing that you were wearing one, I would have fucking wore it with you. <laughs> we would have walked in there, Kevin Owens <laughs> shirts only. And then if he would have lost, we would have just would have went back to back, fight him on the way out. Leland's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Finger guns popping. Nothing to see here, folks. Let's Nothing get out of here. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> this is TBR. Night 2 not only brought us uh, brought us uh, Austin Pop again, but it was only preluded with a Mr. McMahon bully beatdown of Pat McAfee. That could have been the best, um, most, yeah. it was definitely the most nostalgic, but that, that, was, that was the best. For me, that was the best uh, surprise of the weekend. Um, and I know I'm dancing around it. There's another big surprise we haven't talked about yet. But that, to me, was the big surprise of the weekend because uh, not only did we see McMahon um, in the ring, it was totally unexpected. Dude, when he ripped off that butt, that button down, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, it's getting ready to happen. Shit's getting ready to happen real quick. I had this kid next to me. Real quick story here. I had this kid next to me on night two, which, by the way, we had the same tickets for both nights, uh, but not the same folks around us, um, not the same folks around us for both nights. So the next, the second night, I had these two kids around me, and probably about thirteen years old. And McMahon is is slapping around Pat McAfee, right? And you can just feel it, like, okay, McMahon is being a bully, and. Nobody's here to stop the bully. It's not getting any better. Uh, I just look right down at this kid, and I'm like, hey, kid, <laughs> you're getting ready to experience my childhood. And he looks right at me with this wonderment in his eyes. my childhood. What? That's what I said to him. And he says, uh, what do you mean? And I said, Stone Cold's getting ready to come out. And it wasn't, it wasn't 10 seconds later. And, uh, man, I lost it. That, that was the point of the evening where I completely lost my voice. Uh, to the point where I, I've been raspy. I'm just now starting to get over it, but I've been raspy for the last couple of days. It's been pretty bad. But that, that, that to me, that was the, like most, you were a the, wizard, the biggest though? surprise of the weekend. I mean, did <laughs> I don't he know. just look at you? I don't know. He like, probably thought I was like the crazy what uncle. What do you mean? You just look down, kid. <laughs> Take my word on this. What you're about to see is not acceptable for student audience of your grade level. But get this. Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to come out right now. <laughs> He's going to kill that old fucker with a stunner. 
You know that other Pat McAfee in the ring? <laughs> He's going to kill that He's going to hit his ass with a stunner, too. Okay, They're both going to get drunk while they do it. Yeah. But I can tell you right now, kid, that kid's fucking dead. And then you look him straight in the face, politely, but firmly. Yeah. And turn and wait. And then when the Titan Tron goes on, they hear the glass break. You make no emotion. Because yep. you knew it was coming. You're not surprised. You're a wizard. The kids are going nuts. Soon as they die down, I'm talking the second. They're cheering dials to a zero. You turn to him, you tap him on the shoulder. Uh-huh. I tell you. Then you take Chad's like, shirt off, and you throw it to him, and then <laughs> you guys walk out. Because remember, he has the Hulk Hogan one underneath, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> that's, a nice, that's a nice circle yeah. around. That was a nice circle around all the way back around yep. for that. Uh, man, I, I, I'll tell you, I just when that when that pop happened, when that glass <laughs> broke, night two, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. It, it was the exact reason I wanted to buy tickets uh, to that WrestleMania. Um, you know, because we had talked about it. Chad and I, we had a, I, I don't know if it was a text or not, but we had a conversation prior to buying those tickets about, man, I just got a feeling that it's in Texas. Something big's going to happen. I think I, th- I had a feeling about Taker. I had a sneaking. I actually I actually thought Stone Cold would be there, but I thought it would be like um, uh, where they he hosted it. Like You remember how Hogan did right. in Tampa Bay? That that's that that's kind of what I was thinking, but to but to be there and get a match, and then tonight to get a couple more stunners, which in one match, by the way, in one in one time of him coming back, we saw the worst person ever to take a, take a stunner, and possibly the best. Pat McAfee sold that stunner better than I think I've seen anybody. You have to <laughs> probably go back I to Scott Hall. How, remember how? I mean, do you remember how Scott Hall would take the stunner and like bounce right. back, and then and then him and Rock did it really good. But man, that sell job on Pat McAfee was perfect. Uh, McMahon, classic, you know. No, no, no. He no. falls to his knees on the on the gut kick. He falls to his knees on the gut kick. Come on. Don't even give me that. That was by far the worst stunner I've ever witnessed. He like barely hit him. He like fell down early. Stone Cold was like. You doing, old man? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He like gets up off the ropes, like he's like that. And then he hits him with a stunner, and then they just crumble together. I'm like, yes, and and Stone Cold is laughed. Dead? Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why I had to post it on our page. You know, when he was taking a drink of that beer, I yeah. said, you know, sadly, this is the last picture of Vince McMahon alive because he's dead. <laughs> this, is, this man is. Dead. I just don't think he wanted to take the stunner. It, it almost looked dead. like he was trying to avoid it. Didn't it kind of seem like he was trying to avoid it? It kind of like, did. I think he knew it was coming, and he was like, nah, I'm going to just fall down now before he gets me. So you and I are sitting in the hotel watching the uh, documentary of Stone Cold, and Mick Mann is on this documentary talking about how Stone Cold couldn't quite get his leg up high enough on a lot of them kicks and would knock you in the jewels. Maybe he was anticipating that, or maybe, maybe uh, I don't know, maybe he did kept connect the yeah, jewels. You know what's funny about that, too? <laughs> McMahon used to say that, or McMahon said he, no. McMahon, man, he, he, he wished he could have sold that thing. Oh, that's right. I, I remember what know. I was going to say. I don't know if he was trying to avoid it. I remember what I was going to say. Yeah, hit me with it. Stone Cold said McMahon would let him do anything to him. Anything. Like, w- yeah. he would take anything. Bed pants to the head. Kicks Sexually to the nuts. Yeah. Sexual assault. <laughs> Sexual anything. assault with the bed pants. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he would do. He would do some raping. He would. He said he'd take anything from him. He'd hit any bumps. So when I'm watching this, I'm thinking like, he's not gonna take it tonight. He's gonna avoid it. He backed. I mean, as soon as he <laughs> got kicked, he just it. backed up. Like he didn't even like. He knew he was supposed <laughs> to go forward and get his head adjusted for that stunner. He went straight back and he was like, nope. Nope, not today. He fumbled worse than Joe Biden at the not podium. Today. I mean, he got he, oh, he did God. the whiskey leg. <laughs> he fell, and but to to your point though, maybe he got kicked in the nuts, and his old ass just can't no sell it anymore because <laughs> he's so old. He got kicked in the nuts. He's like, Fuh. fell down. He's like, what is he? What is he pushing? Stunner. I mean, he's eighty seven years old. old. 74. 74. <laughs> 74. He's 74, Josh. He's well, really he, old. He's, he's 89. 89. That was an 89-year-old man. He's really old. Damn. Yeah, I mean. 74. I mean, he looked great for a 74-year-old, right? He looked great. You know, and honestly, with night one, when when he came out, who was the other guy? Um, One of the announcers. Uh, Braxton? Whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in the ring. Yeah, yeah I... You know, I had no idea why he came in the ring until I watched it again on TV. He thought, see, see, he thought Stone Cold was pointing at him to come in the ring, and he was actually pointing at his brother, so he got in. I don't know if they were playing that off or not. Uh, (laughs) It was so weird watching it live, because he just gets it. I'm like, why is that guy getting in the ring? And then he stuns him. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Where did this even come from? I didn't understand it until I watched it on TV. Where did this even come from? I had no idea. I was like, why is that dude getting in? Why well, did he just get stunned? Live and, and, and the- it made no sense to me live. I was like, what is what is happening right now? <laughs> Random guy no. that I threw a beard to outside <laughs> the ring. I want you to come in and get your ass stunned right now. <laughs> it was the announcer. I thought well, it was just some it dude from... Alive. It just seemed like some random guy got in the ring and he stunned him. I was like, what is going some on? Some well-dressed... Uh, but it, then I was like, Leland, who is that guy? And he had to explain to me it was one of the fucking announcers. I was like, well, why did he even get in the ring? It was weird. <laughs> you, you want you know, me, but Mr. I gave Austin? You, a great answer. you want I, I, me? He gets up, gets yeah. in the ring. Yeah, he goes, not you, you son of a bitch. Stunned. Gay. Van- vanishes back like he's he playing great, though. Super Mario 64 just into the ring. Pretty much. <laughs> he took a great stunner, though, man. Everybody but Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon's stunner, re- receiving of the stunner, was so bad that it was amazing. It was so bad it was amazing. What What did but you guys that, think? My guys, was not... Oh, no, boy. go ahead. Josh, I'm, I'm really, getting ready to segue really, into really something. Quickly. If you need to jump in, do it. Well, okay. Night one, first match of the night, okay. We were watching it, and when his knee blew out, okay, as soon as, uh, I think it was Kofi that made the jump, right? No, no, there was uh, Usos. Uh, Usos, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yes, you guys are right. It wasn't a new day. Yeah. Uh, The Usos, when he went and hopped on him, and he's holding him for a second, and his knee went, and he, like, fell out. At first, the referee, I never saw the X go up, right? So Nick's watching it, and he's like, dude, I'm pretty sure he got hurt. And I'm like, I didn't see the ref throw up the X. I think it's a total work, right? Because then he kind of got up a little bit. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. and then tagged him out. Within the match, like, the the steam of the match, though, completely shifted, right? Yeah, we. I was like, saying so that, too. I, I, I almost think that they were supposed to win. 
That's how, that's how I, I yes. feel because it's funny you say I that because yeah. I said that uh, I, t- I told Lulu and I was like something's changed in this match like yeah. the the whole match looks like a fucking botch fest now like these guys don't even look like they know what they're doing anymore like the, the something has changed oh yeah because it was that match was flowing actually that match was going pretty good I was yeah like, they okay, were they, good, and, it, and it ended so fast and when you're watching that live they were putting a bunch of shit on the big screen just trying to fill in time because it feels like the match mm-hmm. just ended now I'm trying to remember it. Keep in mind, I am hopped up on Xanax uh, like a motherfucker right now. I'm trying to remember this, but I just remember when his knee buckled, everything after that We're was with like... you, brother. We got you. I just remember everything being like a uh, a total like mess after that. Watching it live looked like a mess. And then and then when the match was over, they were carrying him out, and they just like played videos forever and ever and ever. They and I was did at him, home, I like, too. They just kept playing the same fucking commercials. Over and over and over, I'm like Jesus. I told Leon, I've really? lost 85 viewers right now. I told Leon, I was like, "Is WrestleMania over? Like, what the fuck just happened? It's so weird. Everything that was just it. like no Stone Cold. Yeah, and then and then it, it was probably an hour later. Uh, Cole, I think, hopped on. He's like, "Hey, we just want to let everybody know he did end up hurting himself." We were like, "Fuck, it was actually he did hurt himself." Because yeah. we didn't know. Because the whole time I'm looking for the X, and not yeah. one person threw it. Because he stayed at the match. So I'm like, that's the, this has to be a work, which I was like, that's kind of weird. I'm like, because the start of the match, I was like, wow, they're actually going to win this. I'm like, made a real, real shift, which I thought was kind of because it really threw me off, which doesn't happen very often in a match. I can usually tell who's going to win as soon as it starts. Right. That happened. I was like, wait a minute. Weird. And then they win. And then like just like what you guys said, same commercials start playing for like 30 minutes. I'm like. Yeah. The hell am I watching? Yeah, I thought the DJ from the beginning of the show was going to come back and start doing his boogie dancing again. It was a long, long. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> that guy, he had the moves, man. I, that's my new job, by the way. I'm going to become. A he DJ would keep taking his headphones. He put his thing. headphones on, do something, and take them off, yeah. and then with you guys, dance, put his headphones in the arena. Did you? Did, were they showing you guys the Jake Paul interview? No, at all. No, oh, we man. didn't get any of that stuff. Nick and I. In we fact, were, when we Boogs—that's what I was going to say. When when Boogs broke his knee or sna- snapped his knee or whatever, we didn't know until we got back to the hotel that night. We we had no clue because you're well, not so hearing any of the they, commentary at all. They didn't even announce it to you guys. Oh no, I had a feeling no. because of how weird everything got after that, but there we had no idea. Wow, yeah, fucking blew Matt blew it out. Jake Paul, go ahead. Yeah, so Logan. Oh yeah, Jake Paul. So anyways, uh. They go out there, and they're like, dude, this is going to be a risky interview. They're doing it live. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Jake don't follow no script, right? And you could tell, like, for the very beginning, and classically, they have King sitting here right next to him, right? And it starts out, and, you know, King's, like, face, you know, like he is recently. You know, he's he's face King. Yeah. Oh, we're happy-go-lucky jokey. Well, then, Jake Paul can't stay on script, right? And starts picking a fight with everyone in the fucking crowd. You know what I mean? He's like, my brother, we can, wow. we beat up people like you guys all the time. But just fucking going nuts. And you could tell that one girl. He's going all here. They were trying to. Right. Truthfully, it worked. But the w, they, the people at the announce, announce table was not the crew to roll with that. Because you have all, besides Booker T and King. I mean, anyone else at that announce table is way too green just to be going. You know what I mean? So they were not flowing with it. Sure. So they were like yeah. awkward with it, right? And truthfully, 
T gets awkward with it too. It's like he's throwing a hill moment out, play into it, right? Well, then as soon as he started doing this, what made it awkward? You have King going from happy-go-lucky ha, 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 to now whatever Jake says, he tries to oversell. Like he's like, he's like freaking the guy in the background is like insane in the membrane. And you had King in the background, insane in the brine. Because anything Jake Paul would say, you would have the King just emphasize it. Oh, 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 like trying to throw some hill, but like a hill joke version sure, in, into it. And then they like stop the interview what seemed early. You know what I mean? I was like, what a fucking deboggle. Why? Who thought it was a smart idea to put him yeah. up there live? Nobody. I'll tell you who it was. No, 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 no. It was somebody. It was the same person that said, get that whiny bitch Cody Rhodes on the phone. We need a pop. We need a real solid you, pop. You were looking for that segue, weren't you? You were looking for that segue. I had it a little bit ago, but this one's better. I'm glad. I thought I you were going to mention this like minutes ago. Like ten minutes ago, easily I thought we'd have you know, Cody I, out here. I thought already. I thought ten, fifteen minutes into the show we would already be talking about Cody Rhodes. But I want to end the show on some Cody Rhodes talk. Um, he's back, everybody. Okay, the little bitch is back. He's still a little bitch. I will not root for him. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I will watch though, because I, you know, he's a, he's a heel and he doesn't even know it. Because all I want to do is see him get his ass kicked. He's so That's over it. right now. That's all I want. He's so over with the WWE crowd. We were, you know. I'd say. When he got his pop, we were sitting in the stands. Uh, and we looked at each other in just complete confusion. I was like, people are buying. You remember the yes. dude that was in front of us? <clears throat> and he was like booing with us mm-hmm. when he first came oh, yeah. out. And as the match went on, he went Very, yeah. from saying fuck Cody to go Cody. Like, Cody was getting himself over yeah. with these WWE fans. And, and my, in my personal opinion, while I was sitting there, I was just getting more angry. The more these fans cheered him, the more I wanted to boo this guy. Because I was like, you got these people so manipulated. Your bitch ass, your greedy ass, has got these people so stupid right now over you that it makes me hate you more. Because everybody in this arena thinks you've done something great. And all you've done is talk shit about this company and say how much you hate it. You break a fucking throne and you come back and you put the goddamn guy's throne that you busted his logo on your t-shirt now? Mm Mm-hmm. What is this horse shit? Yeah. Bro, Sorry, man. Rhodes. I- I'm struggling with the Xanax, but fuck that guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Even Xanax can't stop your hatred for no, Cody. Yeah. Fuck this guy, man. You, we saw that t-shirt when we went to the uh, pro shop. I saw that shit. Dude, I Second wanted to night, pull my dick Second out and piss all over it, yeah. that damn thing. I wanted to start screaming, twist his dick. That's what I wanted <laughs> yeah. to start screaming. No, fuck that, that t-shirt. <laughs> and then we talked to some guy in the hot tub at the at the hotel when we got back on night two. And that dude was even yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's probably just doing that to throw some cash, you know, Triple H way, just as an apology. So they, you know, for every cell Cody gets, you know, Triple H gets a cut of it as a, oh, I'm sorry for breaking your throne. Yeah, you're a bitch, Cody. Well, the fact is he's been vocal way before AEW ever came out. Triple H has been his favorite wrestler. Yeah. Okay. And he's even, now he's admitted it again since he has came back and he said in interviews that he feels bad for making all those low-key shots. But what I keep saying is Cody Rhodes is the fucking Riddler. Okay? And they what they need to do is capitalize on that because he's good at it naturally. And here's what I mean. Cody Rhodes is excellent at putting low-key subliminal messages in everything that he does. Let's cut back to his interview. I'm not going to talk about why I left AEW. 
I've already made that, okay? And then listen to what he said following up. He said this. He said that there was a, a difference in opinion, okay, that him and Tony couldn't mm-hmm. yeah. get past, and that's why he decided he needed to go on to... And, he, and I know, I know what that, that difference of okay. opinion is, and too. He, I know what it is. The next day, he gets into another Same interview. Punk. He gets into... He gets into another interview, okay? And let's back this up really quick on that same interview. He said, you know, uh, I wanted to go back to the WWE to win a title because I always said, you know, that's what was, I wanted to do that for his dad and his brother. What they, they got to do, do what my dad couldn't okay? do. Yeah. And he left it at that. Yeah. The next day, mm-hmm. he went into an interview and completely different. They didn't even bring it up, but I took a little piece of context from it and said that, um, that Tony. That wasn't a work. Tony said he will never become the AEW champion because he was a executive or whatever word they were using for him. Well, he made that stipulation, though, quite frankly, in the very beginning. The very beginning of Dynamite, he that made wasn't that stipulation. His, yeah, that wasn't Cody Rhodes' call. That's Tony Khan's call. Okay? Tony. So now, That's what this is why I'm saying Tony, he's yeah. the Riddler. I'm not going to tell everybody why I left in one sitting. So you you take the graph he gave you of he left because there was a disagreement that him and Tony couldn't get across. Go down two paragraphs. I want to go back to WWE to win a title for what my dad couldn't do. If Tony Khan wanted to keep Cody Rhodes on fucking AEW, what he, all he had to do was give him the title because the difference that he could not get past was he wanted to win the belt for his family's name. Cody Rhodes is a very family-oriented person. Okay, all they had to do was let him win the belt one time, and he would have stayed in AEW. I think so. That he would have stayed. No, Tony in made the right AEW. call. And what ended up? Well, it's going to come back to bite him. I totally agree. It's going to come back back to bite him because at I have, as I've already been saying, and I've said it a million times, all that's happening is this. Okay, Tony Khan is buying up every talent WWE gets rid of. That is because yeah. what Vince is doing is clearing up cap space. Okay, by releasing superstars that they really don't have an angle for, but he knows has potential. Okay, he's not getting rid of his shitters because he still needs someone to do his jobs. So he's getting rid of all of his mid card people Agreed. that could go either way, right? So what he does is he lets them them go and he uses AEW as his developmental. So what he does is he they have them go over there, the crowds all over on them. I can't believe they let that mid carder go. They go over there to AEW, it gets them <laughs> over, and then they're going to do what? Hop back over to WWE. Now that Vince has chiseled out all the shit that he had the money for, that that was good, is going to be chiseled. And if you don't believe me, think about this. As soon as AEW was happening, the Roman Reigns character was going on, they made the change. You guys were over on it? You weren't. Mm-hmm. Hated it, right? Now that the cap space is up and they've focused on an actual storyline, now they have the money, they're doing everything they need to make that work, you guys are over on it. So what they've done, they've taken no. the things that they need yeah, to. I'm not. You, you're not. Not everybody is. But what they're I doing still is... still cannot stand is, is, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. They are chiseling in what they need, and they are going to take back what, what, they are, what they couldn't do, essentially. They're letting AEW do the hard work exactly like they did in WCW. AEW, if they continue this and don't stop it immediately, has a two-year shelf life at best. What mid-carters have they hired? AEW has hired 59 AEW? superstars. What mid-carters have, been, have they hired? What mid-carters? Yeah. 
Let me pull up their entire roster. Well, I would I would say top of that mid card list would be Rusev. I never viewed him. Other than that, here's another thing. Here's a good example well, of Cody I, I not winning the title. I see what you're saying because a lot of these guys are the NXT right. folks. And here's another thing. Here, here's here's Cody winning the title in AEW. Let me give you an example of Cody winning the title in AEW and why I think Tony made the right call, Josh. This is my only rebuttal because everything else I agree with you with. My only rebuttal. That's like me going down to the beach and collecting a bunch of seashells and turning it into a belt and then finding some random dude and giving him a lariat and then putting that fucking belt around me and saying, look what I won. I made it, but I won it too. That's that's an example of Cody winning the belt. You can't fucking make the thing and then say you won it too. Like that That's not going to work. Tony made the right call saying he was never going to win that title. That was the right call. You can't make your belt and win it. Like, that's not how that shit works. Like, you need to let the other guys win this. You need to put that talent over. They didn't make that belt. You made this company. You made that belt. You're not going to wear it. That makes sense to me. What Cody had to do was go to WWE if he's going to win a title because he didn't make that belt. That makes sense to me. What well, hurts hard. AEW I do agree with that, you, though. That, that's, but that hurts AEW because that allows those AEW guys to go, oh, look, Cody got over. Now that perception of, oh, AEW is the developmental for WWE. Vince let all these guys go, free up cap space, let all, and then and now we can start bringing in the best talent from AEW, and they can start winning titles because that's what Cody did. That really hurts AEW. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, and I do agree with you, See, but I think Tony made the right call in his decision. And the, I the reason I stand by you. that is is that Cody's a bitch. He should have stood by that decision. You, you should have stood by that, Chad. <laughs> there it is. You knew it. You knew from the getting, Cody's a bitch, and I agree with you on that. Tony made the right decision, but he also made the wrong decision, and here's why. At the same point of him not being able to have the belt for exactly what you just said, I made the belt, but I won the belt, right? problem with this is that professional wrestling is all about perception from the viewers, okay? So what he did is he lost a key four player out of those four people started the, the company he lost the key player to the entire company that was someone that you had to overlook the bullshit of you made that belt you won it because at the end of the day vince mcmahon and shane mcmahon they also made their belts correct and they would do what if how many times but they were they heels have, i know but at this, they, that's for the, the story for like stone cold and shit like Cody i know but wasn't th- going heel now, well, on that same point, though, that. you could make a storyline that makes sense just to keep them because now what they've done is they've ruined the perception for the viewer. And that's what's dangerous for the company. Hmm. Cody said he would never go heel. If Cody would go heel, I bet you Tony would have taken that back. He'd have been like, all right, well, as a heel, that makes sense because you get heel heat. You said you'd never win that title. Now you're a heel. Now you can win that title as a heel. Like, why couldn't Cody just go heel? And what some of that is on Cody because He's got that's such an ego. That's, an that's 100%. such a bad ego, man. And yeah, exactly. You're 100% right on that. It's not all Tony's fault because at some yep. point, like you're saying, you made the belt. I'm going to give you the belt. At what fucking point, though, are you going to meet him in the middle at even 60 40? Okay. You know what I mean? But it, meet they the probably fucker have. Yeah. 60 40 to make this work. Tony Khan doesn't need to go 90 10. So and I you think can have did. your fucking belt, okay? They did. I go think they heel. did go sixty forty, didn't they? they? They created the TNT title, and he got it like three times. <coughs> that's sixty forty, right there, isn't it? Am I wrong? Honestly, that's ninety ten on Tony's end. <laughs> yeah, probably. That is fu- no, just, seriously. I was that's trying to ninety ten on Cody's end. <laughs> oh, it is on on Tony's end, saying Tony. You know what? Tony's fuck it. If you're not if you're not gonna go heel and get the belt, then fuck you, bro. You're not getting that belt. 
Okay, right. meet me yeah. sixty forty yeah. for that fucking AEW belt. But if you, if you sure. have to have a belt here, have, make this fucking belt here. Hold on to it for a while. You better right. And he wasn't. The, the, it's just it's 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 a pissing contest, and that's why fuck Cody Rhodes because he's the biggest bitch in the company. Okay, yeah. and the fucking <laughs> fact of the matter is, Jake Paul out wrestled him. His performance, if you guys haven't watched it, go back and watch it. Besides watching it live, you will. There's yeah. no fucking argument from anyone on this yeah, fucking we planet. We watched that in the hotel. It was Bro, good. Jake <laughs> Jake Paul is arguably legit the legit. biggest prospect, and I'm not even bullshitting you. The biggest prospect in professional wrestling that's a free agent. Because that I'd go on match, to argue he came out and he was crisp. That Pat McAfee out-wrestled Cody. Yes, Pat McAfee. You know, let me say something. Let me, let me, I've sat here and I've listened to both sides of your arguments. And uh, I, I, as like any good host, I agree with both of you. Here's, here's where I stand host, on Cody, Cody, Tony, Vince. Because that's what it comes down to right now. Cody is a pawn in all of this, period. Cody made himself very clear on Monday Night Raw, the follow-up from WrestleMania in, in Dallas, Texas. He made himself very clear. He came back for one reason, and that was to win the WWE title because his father couldn't do it. His bro- He didn't mention his brother, but we all knew he was talking about his brother as well. Okay? Here's my problem with this, you piece of shit, Cody. What the fuck happens to you after you win it? Nothing is a face. Then what? Nothing is a face. Nothing. Who's the real winner in all of this? I'm going to tell you who. It's MJF. Because MJF for the last year has been preaching, 2024, guys, I'm a free agent. And I have no loyalty. I will go to the highest bidder. Now, we know that that's a lot of wrestle talk. There's no way the current MJF we see in AEW would ever go, would ever sell in WWE unless in 2024 the WWE starts the new Attitude Era. That's the only way this works. Vince isn't stupid. He's going to look at those things. He's going to look at those demographics. MJF, let me finish. MJF is the winner in all of this because he's going to get the biggest paycheck because Tony has to stop being a fanboy for five minutes. And realize that losing Cody is in the moment. But if he loses MJF, now one of your homegrown number one talents by that time will have been an AEW champion. You just lost him to Vince. Now you're fucked. <clears throat> There's no direction for Cody. Uh, and, and we're going we're gonna to end on this note. We're going to end on this note because there, there is no direction for Cody. If he does, if he gets what he wants, he wins that championship. He wins that title. Well, it's all said and done. What the, else does he do after that? Here's the thing: the way they're pushing Roman right now is that is they give it to Cody and goes right back. On, I mean, I don't understand. Like, wh- where's the? I guess you'd have to wait for it to play out. But what's the story? Mm-hmm. Like, where's the story with that? Like, what what do we get out of this? Because they unify the titles. I'm gonna watch every week. I'm gonna watch. I guess I'm just I, confused. I want to see how this is going to play out. I, I'm still in shock that I'm Cody even showed up at WrestleMania. I, this is this is Wednesday. We we saw this on Saturday. This was point. days ago. I'm still in shock that Good Cody's point. even there, man. I'm still in shock. Like it's just yeah, I am too baffling. You know, I highly respect uh, to a point where we we made a we made a uh, effort to be at the busted open party. I highly respect the busted open guys, Dave Lagreca, Bully Ray, all them. 
um, to, to really, I really like these guys. But I couldn't disagree with Dave LaGreca more and more and more because he's sitting here putting over Cody, saying, well, this is the right thing for him. And, and now, and, and Bully Ray, I can't even take 100% of the credit for what I just said. Bully Ray's the first one to put that out there and put that in my head at least of, well, what happens when, uh, when he wins the damn thing? There's nothing past him back. Cody Rhodes has went on record. And how many times, Chad? He's went on record and said, I will not be a heel. I will not do it. And he said he won't be in WWE either. They gave him full creative control of his character. He can say what that character does and how it goes, which means he will never turn heel. He will stay a face. And that's 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 clear. And once he wins the title and he stays a face, there is nowhere for him to go. That It becomes a stalemate. In some fashion, you can almost say that's going to be kind of a shitty move for Vince to have Cody as your champion if that yeah. happens because it will go stale very quickly. Those cheers will go away. Those t-shirt sales are going to go away. That title isn't going to mean anything anymore. Not unless Cody goes heel. Like, Cody has to kind of go heel, and he doesn't want to do it. He has, he has to. to. He had to in AEW he, if you wanted the title. Cody has, he has to, to do. do it in WWE, and he's not going to do it. So what's Cody? Cody's, I told you this at WrestleMania, he has to be one of the dumbest fucking dudes I know. He acts very smart. He yeah. uses a lot of big words when he's on the microphone, but he a lot of big words. He's very fucking dumb as a businessman. Like all these decisions that he has just made over the last year are some of the dumbest. Like I've made some pretty dumb decisions in my life, but I would have never done half the shit that Cody's just done in the last year. Never. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he did a. I, I saw this on the network. He did a little minute and 35, 30 second spot. And it was basically uh, a camera was on him the entire uh, afternoon of WrestleMania day one, right before his debut, uh, in the trailer. And he's waiting out. He's, he's kind of working through some thoughts and some processes, whatever. Uh, it was all bullshit. It was stupid as hell. At the very end of this thing, the very end, the last thing that he says in front of the camera, or says to the camera, he looks right at the camera and he says, I'm ready to play the game. Come on. Doesn't man. that piss you off? You're not ready to Doesn't play the game. Doesn't that make you mad? You're, yeah, it does yeah. piss me off because you're pandering now. You're pandering to everything. You're a hypocrite. You're pandering to everything you, you, you've you spoke against in the last six years. My problem with this whole thing in a nutshell, Cody Rhodes doesn't have the capacity to be a John Cena champion. What I mean by that is a baby face that we are interested in chasing the title and we're even more interested to see if he's going to retain the title. Cody does not have that. There's only one champion in wrestling right now. And that's Roman Reigns that I'm actually interested to see if he's going to retain. And he's doing it as a heel, by the he way. He is one of the most compelling champions, whether I like him or not, because there is really nothing that they're doing with Hangman Page right now that it compels me at all. We're doing another Adam Cole bout. Correct. Like, who gives a shit? Like, I was saying that with him and Brock Lesnar. I was like, yeah, who gives a shit about it? But the thing is, the WWE is doing things with, with Roman that actually has me engaged and kind of interested. Like, I was kind of hyped up for that main event. I remember... You and I talking before we went over there tonight, too, before we took a ride down to to Texas Stadium. We both said, we're only really here for Roman and Brock. And I even caught myself saying that. I'm like, but I can't stand Roman and Brock, man. Like, unbelievable that I even... We've seen it a lot. I was tired of it, yet there I am. Um, You know, there I am. I'm all about the Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. But I don't do that with any other champion. No other champion. It's... And it makes me mad because I really like AEW. I love AEW, and and I'm I'm a very much you know this. You've kind of had to you kind of had experience my 
my uh, philosoph my philosophical uh, what I don't even know if that's a word bullshit all weekend. Uh, you live in the moment, man, and uh, I am going to live in this AEW moment. I'm going to enjoy every Wednesday, uh, and, and until until I don't enjoy it anymore, it's the exact same thing I did as a as a young man with WCW. That's why I still revere it. I I know it failed, and I know why it failed, but man, I sure did enjoy it when I enjoyed it. I will say, in this kind of putting a bow on things, I, for the first time in quite a long time, uh, maybe three plus years, I was excited to watch Monday Night Raw. I looked forward to it. I couldn't wait. I was driving home all that day. Couldn't wait to get home. Called the wife. Please record it. And uh, yeah, I drove 10 and a half, almost 11 hours. Got home, said, put the kids to bed, <laughs> and turned on Raw. And... Uh, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. Um, Cody's a heel and doesn't even know it. He's a heel. You know, Veer Mahan's... Uh, he doesn't even know him. Show up was very underwhelming for me, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Uh, yeah. It. You know who I saw on the screen when he came out was Umaga. But he's not going to live up to Umaga. No. He's just not. I don't even mean to bring that up. I know it has nothing to do with anything. I was just saying, you know, for weeks they've been. Well, there was a couple surprises. Guy. We, yeah, it was underwhelming. The Elias thing, I think, is going to be funny. Ezekiel. Um, the posts that are going on Facebook are are even funnier about it. But uh, nevertheless, we're going to stick around. We're going to see what happens with this Cody thing. We're going to watch him chase that belt. I'm probably going to enjoy seeing him win that belt. But the real question is: Is he going to be heel or babyface once he wins that belt? You do you. has been a Dogcast production.